Hi, this is Queen Zoe Accounts. Welcome to my podcast. I am now about to read to you chapter four of Ghetto Champagne. I will also be including chapter five. Driving back across town to my other place for my meeting with the lionesses, all I kept thinking about was Samson. Damn, that's all I thought about. I had had such a good time with him tonight. It was like the outside world didn't exist anymore. Not my world anyway. It was like time had stood still and nothing was rushed between us. Like everything that happened was meant to happen at that time. And it was all peace. All the things that I had ever done had led me up to that exact point to when I orgasmed. And it felt like most of my sins had been erased. And I would one day be forgiven. I mean, I have killed a lot of people and done some shit that would make you want to kill me. But hey, we all can't be perfect. But was I ready to take on Simpson and that commitment? How would he react if he knew about my other life? Would he want to be with me? Or would he be like Jonas used me up after he found out about my bank and that I was on top of the world? So let me tell you about Jonas. I had met him three years ago at the Carolina Panther game in Charlotte. I love football and the Panthers are my favorite team. I had bought my season tickets and I had some nice seats. They were playing the Redskins and so far they were behind by seven points. Jonas seat was right beside mine and we talked during the whole game. He was very impressed of all the knowledge that I had about the game. We never did introduce ourselves until the game was over and he walked me to my car. It was real funny because I told him that my name was Candy and that I was a stripper from Los Angeles out here trying to change my life. Yeah, I gave fake information, but what was I going to tell him that I was really out here in Charlotte because I had just murked out these three niggas who owed me money and the game was right on time? Hell no. Well, he ended up following me back to the hotel that I was staying in and to make a long story short, we got busy. It was sweet, but not like Samson's had been. After it was all over, he left, and then the next day, he called me and asked me if I could come and see him in Raleigh. I flew him down here to where I lived, and the romance began from there. We were inseparable for months, but this nigga never left. He told me that he was between jobs and that he was going to look for one in Raleigh, which he never did. We were doing so much together that at times he was beginning to get on my nerves. He kept asking me what I did for a living, and it was really bugging the hell out of me. Well, one night Jonas thought that he was going to be cute and follow me during one of my hits. I was out with one, four, and five, and we were about to stick these niggas up for real. Five had turned around and saw Janet Jonas standing behind us, watching us. Jonas, get your ass back in the car, I yelled out to him. Four and five looked at me and smiled. The three niggas we had hemmed up noticed our distraction and tried to run away. Four shot them down right in their backs. All three fell to the ground like the domino effect. I walked over to them. Where the hell do y'all think y'all was running off to? Five came up behind me and went into their pockets. All they had on them were guns and a few hundred dollar bills. Man, I was getting tired of this petty shit. All they had to do was pay me my money and they would not be lining this alley shot the fuck up.
we were just doing this for sport because we had dough, but this was just to keep up our skills. After we were finished with them, I walked over to the car where Jonas was and slid in the passenger seat. Jonas drove off asking me questions about what that was about, but I really didn't want to lose him. So I told him just a little bit about what I did. It was on after that. That loser wanted new clothes every week. I gave in to his wants because I thought that I loved him. But then Jonas started getting real cocky. He started asking for money. I had turned this nigga into a god and shit. After I told him that I was not about to give him anything else, he flipped on me. He tried to swing on me. This nigga had a nerve to slap me. Did he not know who the fuck I was? So I shot him. That's right. I shot him straight in his motherfucking guts. Who the hell did he think he was? Okay, I guess, you know, nobody ever heard of that nigga again. Now I'm driving, thinking about Samson and having him in my life. I hope he stays around me for a long time because, see, he's the kind of man that makes me think about settling down, that makes me think about quitting the game. I guess we will see. Chapter 5 When I arrived at my lair, I walked in and they were all sitting at the round table waiting for me. See, that's how we got down on some King Arthur shit. All of us were equal. All of them were seated at the table, too. One was from New York. Her family was very well off, but they had disowned her because she had gotten pregnant in college. That is why she was trying to rob that store that day we all met. She was trying to get money for an abortion. One was lighter than all of us with tiny freckles on her nose. Her locks were big and red, bright red, her natural color. She loved wearing diamonds and the men loved that red bone. But for some reason, all her men ended up missing after three months of being with her. I knew she was killing them off when she got tired of them. She was still bitter with them from having to abort her child when that nigga ran off from her. Two was from Beaufort, South Carolina. She was so damn petite in size, all of her family had died in a house fire while she was away at college. She was trying to rob that store that day to get money to get back home. Two constantly spoke about her Gullah people and how certain things had been passed down to her. She always spoke about roots and shit. Three was from California. She was five foot three with big, thick locks. We were about the same complexion, but she was just a little darker than I was. She never knew her real parents. She had foster parents who were white that had raised her. Her real parents had been members of the Crips. They had been involved in so much shit that they were on the run from the feds. Her foster parents had been killed in a car accident while she was that way at school. They had left her a lot of money, but by the time their family got through with the estate and the smart lawyers working for them, she was left with nothing. That's why she was robbing that store. She was fucking with this nigga she had met in Texas, and she loved him to no end. She was very faithful to him. Now, four, my female shotter was from Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica to be exact four was only four foot eleven with sandy brown eyes she very seldom spoke but when she did everybody listened her accent was so damn thick because she was the type of lioness who was down for what 
ever. I think that she really enjoyed what we did the most. She grew up in poverty and declared that she was never going back to being poor. She was also rude boy killer's girl. Five was from Connecticut. She was half black and half Puerto Rican. And oh my God, how the men loved her. She never wore her hair uncovered unless she was in my house. She wore yellow at all times and loved body piercings. She had a small rose tattooed underneath her right eye. She said that she wore that for her brother who was killed during a robbery of a liquor store when she was about five years old. Six was from Canada. She is loving and carefree. She loved all kinds of people. Before she would do someone in, she would tell him or her that she loved them. She was nice with that Kung Fu shit too. Straight chopping niggas to death. She always kept her locks twisted tight close to her head. Seven was from Kansas. She was tall and petite. She talked very softly and loved to play the violin. She had dyed her locks jet black and each lock had a cowrie shell on them. She had always claimed to be on some divine mission sent from up above as a war angel. She always was in her room lighting candles of shit and praying to the African gods. I believe that what she did kept us safe kept us from going to jail she always kept us wearing these amulets and charms to keep the evil away all of us wore three sets of beads around our ankles at all times and waist beads around our waist eight was from Atlanta and she loved to wear white she was always trying to help poor people feeding the hungry and taking care of the sick she said that it balanced her out she had a huge family in Atlanta, and she even had a set of the most beautiful twins who lived with her mother in Atlanta. We kept those girls safe. Now, nine, nine was my twin. She was from New Orleans. She was swift and fast, always changing. She loved to wear masks all the time and dark colors. Her locks were as long as mine's, hanging down past our waist. She wore a lot of copper especially nine copper bracelets on her right wrist. We had a lot in common, and at times people got us confused. She could always feel my emotions, so she says. So there you have it. Ten of us completed the circle, and our cipher was always moving. It was always rotating. Two had placed the cocaine on the table, and all of us got our share. Making money off those kilos was like chump change to them the money that alex had given me was placed in our secret stash our bail money or money that we needed if we had to get out of the country quick and in a hurry i walked over to my chair and sat down you're glowing eight said to me i feel her nine said smiling feel what i asked you had some dick tonight nine replied now I really began to smile. Damn, was he that good? Two asked me. I looked at her. Yeah, he was. You like this one? Four asked me. Yep, sure do. But I don't want to jinx it by talking about him. I said. No one asked me another question because they knew that I meant what I said. We respected each other's privacy. And we understood each other that way. Okay, now that y'all know what I've been doing tonight, what's the deal with y'all? I said to them, well, before I begin, 
I got the money from Diamond, but after the meal, that blood clot tried to follow me home. I saw him looking two cars behind myself, so I drove down a vacant lot. And when he followed me there, I get out of my car and shoot the rude boy in his head. Boom! He can't be following this female shatter. I looked at her and smiled. Man, four is wilding out with that shot of shit. Okay, so now take the money and split it amongst all of you, I said to her. What about your share, Lioness? Three asked me. Put my share with eights for the girls. Their birthday is coming up soon. They will be three. And I really want them to have ponies. Thanks, Lioness, eight said happily to me. Lioness, four said. Yes, four. Rude bar killer wants to meet with you at Ziggy's tomorrow night to make a deal with you about buying that blueberry. Four, you still fucking with that nigga? I asked her. Yeah, we still be doing the damn thing, she answered. How long that shit been like that, X3? Five months now, and that shot I got some good dick, Four answered, licking her lips. I looked at her and laughed. <laughs> Well, I want you to keep him around. In the long run, we might need his connect on the island. I then looked at all the lionesses sitting around the table. We all went over our business with each one, adding to the pot. Seven had sparked a blunt, and we were all feeling nice, enjoying the vibe. I glanced over at six, and she looked as if she was in deep thought. What's up, six? Nine and I said at the same time. She had been eyeing her also. I'm going to keep it real with my sisters. I don't want to kill anymore. The room fell silent. All eyes were on her now. I mean, I love the money. I love the rush that it gives me when I'm straight chopping niggas to death. But when I die, I want to go to heaven. Not be in hell still chopping niggas who may be on some revenge shit. <laughs> oh, everyone started to giggle except for me. Y'all listen up because she is serious. Y'all know that we respect each other's feelings more than that. Who else feels this way? I do, said three. Me too, answered two. Include me in, spoke five. Shit, I need my peace as well, said eight. So do I, said seven. Lioness, this shit is getting old, said nine. We all got like, what, 50 bodies apiece? That's a lot of souls haunting us. It don't matter to me, said one. I'm down for whatever. I looked at them sitting around the table, staring in each one's eyes. Man, we sure have done a lot of shit together. I guess it was time to stop being hired to kill. Well, that's it then. We will stop killing. But... If any one of us find ourselves in danger, then that nigga is dead. I want to get married one day, said Six. <laughs> yeah, me too, they all said in unison. We finished up our meeting laughing and joking about what our marriages would be like. All of us would probably be wearing 45 strap to our thighs. 
After the meeting, I drove back to my other spot to get back in bed with Samson. Ain't no sense in playing with myself. He was going to be mine. Shit, I felt that he was already mine. When I opened the door and entered the apartment, he was stretched out on the floor reading my journal. He looked up at me as I was closing the door. You didn't tell me you was a poet too. I'm not. And that's my personal journal. Baby, your shit is hot. He exclaimed, thank you. I especially like this piece you wrote about the assassin. Is that you? I looked at him and then I hesitated. Mm, no, it's about my sister. Hmm, he said, well, she is off the chain. We are twins, she and I. Twins for real, he asked. Mm, figuratively speaking, I answered him. Identical? Very much so, but it's figuratively. Our thoughts are different. She is more of the violent type. Violent, he said. He arched his eyebrows up. In what way? I looked deep into his eyes, wondering if this was my clue to tell him the truth. Tell him all about who I really was and what the other side of midnight was about. But then again, what if I told him the truth and he left me? How could I be without him? Man, I am acting like we have been together for months and it's only been one night. Why am I tripping over one night with this man? I looked at him again. Why should I give a fat fuck about what he thought about me anyway? I mean, just because he had a big dick didn't mean he ran me. <sighs> Man, I'm thinking too hard about unnecessary shit. I looked at him again, and then I answered. You know how it is, Samson. She gets so fucking crazy when she can't have her way. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I thought you were going to say that she went around killing people. <laughs> I laughed. She used to. She used to. You have just listened to chapters four and five of Ghetto Champagne. Come back and listen to episode six, chapter six of Ghetto Champagne. Thank you.